Hello and welcome to the Addicted Austinite, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. This week we are starting our in-depth look at Mansfield Park with an episode about Georgian era adoption. Now Mansfield Park is the third novel that Jane had published. Uh, it wasn't the third novel that she'd written but because we're doing this in order of publication we're going Mansfield Park next. That said, Mansfield Park really does mark a different era, so to speak, in, in Jane's writing, because it's the first novel that she wrote after she has lived in Bath and had been moving around after her father's death. And she has that break from writing where she starts with the Watsons and then just sort of doesn't do a lot uh, during those years. So it is a very unique novel in that perspective. And it's also a different topic a little from what Jane is usually used to. Um, when she was thinking about writing Mansfield Park, we know that she wanted to write something a little bit more moralistic, um, possibly for the benefit of her sister Cassandra and a few family friends that were a bit outraged by earlier satires. But it is the only novel of its kind. Uh, Jane uh, goes back to form with Emma um, later on, after Mansfield Park has been published. And the whole story of Mansfield Park kicks off with an adoption, so that is why we're looking at it today. At the beginning of the novel, it is agreed that Fanny Price, our heroine, will go and live with her wealthy relatives, the Bertrams. Uh, there is a bit of an argument about which of her two aunts should take her in, and uh, Mrs Norris saying, oh, I'll do it, but I don't have the money, and all that sort of thing. Uh, but in the end, 10-year-old Fanny goes off to Mansfield Park. I'm just going to pause here now for you to have a chance to laugh <laughs> about the heroine being called Fanny. Uh, it is short for Francis um, and was a common name during this time, but it is rather funny now. So I'm just going to pause and let you laugh and then I'll carry on going, OK? All right, that's your lot. Now back to the story. Uh, so Fanny is adopted out to her wealthier relatives, why? Her parents are both still alive and well. Why would it be that she needs to be given to family members? And the answer is simply that her parents can't afford her. Um, there are a lot of children in the Price household and Fanny is the oldest girl out of those children so it's decided that she should go. Uh, it was, this was a quite a common occurrence in Georgian England uh, being adopted by wealthy family members. It even happens to Jane's brother Edward, uh, which may have been her inspiration for Mansfield Park, though the two stories are pretty different when you look at them side by side. Uh, first off, Edward was adopted by uh, his relatives, the Knights, uh, with the purpose of him becoming their heir. Um, the Knights don't have any children of their own, so they need to adopt Edward from the Austins so that they could have an heir to their estate. In Mansfield Park with the Bertrams, they've already got four children and they don't need an heir. And Fanny wouldn't have been an heir anyway because she's a girl. Uh, so the reason that she's taken is to decrease the burden on her parents. Another big difference is that in real life with Edward Austin, he is completely integrated into the Knight family. 
he eventually takes their name and he does become their heir. He is, he is adopted fully. He is a knight. He is part of that family. With Fanny in Mansfield Park, there is this clear divide between her and the Bertram children, who are encouraged to look down on her and treat her differently because she is beneath them in social standing. Mrs Norris, uh, the aunt we mentioned earlier, she's actively talking to these children uh, and saying you must treat her differently and she makes sure that Fanny knows all the time uh, that she isn't the same as the others. She even gets sent back home in inverted commas as a punishment for not marrying Henry Crawford uh, and that really shows that they they only ever saw her and thought of her as a visitor of sorts. It was like a, an extended vacation the fact that she could go back home means that they never completely adopted her into that family and they considered Mansfield Park as her home. So uh, there is the possibility that Jane has taken Edward Austin's situation uh, as inspiration for Mansfield Park. However, it is just as possible that she was exposed to similar, more specific examples uh, in everyday life. That's not to say that she saw it every day and it was happening to like one in every two children, uh, but it was quite common to an extent. Uh, it's kind of like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. You, you'll know someone who knows someone whose sister was adopted and that kind of stuff. So kind of common for the Georgian era, let's put it that way. In reality, uh, with Edward Austin's situation, his story is more comparable to Frank Churchill in Emma uh, than he is to Fanny Price in Mansfield Park. But it's Mansfield Park where the theme of adoption is more pertinent and more prominent in the story. So that's why we're doing it here instead of later on with Emma. So as I was just discussing, Fanny is very much alienated by her adopted family and it's her adopted status that sets her apart from the other characters in the novel and arguably allows her to become the heroine. She is never truly welcomed into the family except by Edmund, of course, who she later marries. I mean, yes, the cousins, yes, it's a bit weird, but it happened sometimes back then. That's all I can say about it. Um, but anyway, her Fanny's exclusion from the core Bertram group allows her to stand back and watch everything subjectively. She is outside of the drama and that is what makes the difference. Um, when people talk about Mansfield Park, they will look at the character of Mary Crawford uh, and say in any other novel she would have been the heroine. And yes, that's true. She is very much like a Lizzie Bennet or, or so. Uh, but in the context of Mansfield Park, she is taken in by the Bertrams and she's concerned with all of the same fads and morally dubious ideas that the Bertrands seem to be focused on. And so she isn't the heroine in this case because she gets swept up in all of the Bertrands' nonsense, which Fanny doesn't do. That's not to say that Fanny is a passive observer during the novel. Um, she, of course takes part in the events of the novel uh, but she is on the outer edges of that action and it really sort of endears her to us as as a narrator as a point of view to follow in the novel 
Um, with her being so outside of everything, it's more easy for us to follow her thoughts and feelings and be sympathetic towards them. Uh, if she'd have been in in the thick of it with her relatives, um, it wouldn't have worked quite as well because we wouldn't have had that us and them mentality to get behind in the novel. And really, the Birchin family's exclusion of Fanny uh, is what leads to their downfall. Um, and, and for me, that's where Fanny's strength comes from as a heroine, because she has been adopted, taken in by these richer relatives, who think that she owes them for adopting her. Um, but by staying true to herself and um, standing her ground on her morals, she's able to avoid being caught up in everything, uh, such as Tom's shenanigans, um, Mariah's fall from grace as well, and eventually she does get the happy ending that she wanted. The idea uh, that Fanny owes the Bertrams for taking her in, um, which is expressed throughout the novel, it really brings up an interesting argument, because legally... Fanny owes the Bertrams nothing. She isn't in their will, she isn't an heir, she isn't legally a member of that family, and they do remind her of that all the time. So really, Fanny only has a moral obligation to the Bertrams in that regard. But are a family as morally dubious as the Bertrams, people that treat Fanny so poorly, really deserving of being treated with any kind of morality, really. Um, and this question of obligation is all to do with the way that Georgian adoptions were carried out. Um, Georgian adoptions were definitely different to how adoptions work today. Um, the thing to note is that it's a very lax process. There's no paperwork, no court appearances. Fanny is just put in a carriage with her packed bags and she's dropped off to live with her aunt, her uncle and her cousins. Today's adoptions are a minefield of bureaucratic process and red tape. Um, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, it's just uh, to highlight the difference between the two systems. Um, because there really was no real system for adoption in the Georgian era, and there wouldn't be in Great Britain until about the 1920s. Uh, so you can see how loosely people felt about adoption and how easy it was to sort of move children around. In the 19th century, really the only legality involved with adoption was changing of the wills if the adopted child, like Edward Austin, was going to become the heir to the, the estate. Um, other than that, it was just that easy to adopt a child. And what that means is that there is a child who could be part of a family whilst not legally being considered as such. Um, and in the course of that, you have the issue of who owes whom in that situation. It could be that the rich family feel they are doing their poorer relatives a favour, or it could be that they are repaying a favour to those relatives by giving one of their children a better life. And of course, if they are doing it to take on an heir, then the poorer family will feel like they're, they're doing their richest relatives a favour by giving over one of their children. It is a, a really complicated issue, 
Um, it still is today, but I think Jane really handles it well in Mansfield Park, and it still resonates with us today because you see it all the time that there are children who are adopted into a family, but they still feel like they sit on the edges, on the fringes of the family, even if they are legally in that family with the same name and they are adopted completely there's still that difference that some children will feel and that is exactly what we see with Fanny in Mansfield Park. So to to sum up a lot of people find Mansfield Park is the dullest of Jane's novels. Um, As I said it is very very different in terms of pacing and plot and heroine really um and from reading Jane's letters uh, you'd think that she thought that too that Mansfield Park maybe wasn't her strongest work but that doesn't mean that it's not any good um it is still a very enjoyable novel um it's actually one of my favorites um and for me it's more of a historical novel because it touches on the navy and the wars and slave trade that other novels just don't in in Jane's case Uh, but there is still uh, the same Austin wit in there and the same satirical look at society it's just slightly altered and changed around in terms of how she is displaying that really for me Mansfield Park is sort of the forerunner of the moralistic tales and the realistic stories that we get from the Brontes and Charles Dickens further along the line. Um, they are, <laughs> in my opinion anyway, they have very miserable stories that are set in you know, times of turmoil and crisis and that's what the Victorians focused on. Bloody Victorians. Um, <laughs> but Mansfield Park sort of hints that that's the way that that novels might be going though it seems that society just wasn't quite ready for that kind of a novel at that time thank you so much for listening to this episode of the addicted austenite i hope you've enjoyed it if you have uh, please like it and share it etc etc i am very very grateful whenever you do that and please leave a comment as well i'd love to hear what you think um you can tweet me at kath price author you can find me on facebook as katherine price author uh, the addicted austenite um also tomorrow monday um <laughs> if you're listening to this today uh that will be the first episode of a word from our sponsor so look out for that as well again thank you so much for listening and i will see you next week and as always happy reading your faithful servant the author